There's a lot of moving parts this morning, and they're moving well so far. Uh, hey, have you ever been uh, scrolling through, through Facebook or one of your uh, obviously horrible friends forwards you something in an email? They're, ne- they're never uh, good. They're a waste of time. Or you just run into something and you say, what is that? This happens to me all the time on, on Facebook. I'm only on Facebook to stalk people. I don't ever, I don't ever say anything. If you see me commenting, it's because Olivia Newton, John died. Or something bad happened to Dan Marino. That's the only time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, post something, all right? But every once in a while, I'll be on Facebook, and a picture like this will come up. Like, who's with me? It's those pictures you have to look two or three times to figure out what's going on. Like, it looks like there's a dog with a human arm sitting on a plane. All right? Um, I'm not sure where the dog would be going. Barksville, Tennessee. I just made that up. I just made, I just, I just made that up just now because it's a dog. High schoolers, it's a dog. All right, thanks. All right. Okay. The dog's sitting in the seat next to the window. Its owner's sitting right there, but you can't see her head. You with me? But originally you thought, hey, what's that dog sitting on an airplane all by himself for? Maybe you haven't watched this one. This one's very disturbing. How many legs does she have? Just two. Right here, there's two, and then that's just a pot she's holding. How many thought she had three legs? Come on. Come on. Like, oh, I'm dumb. Yes. Yeah. You're not dumb. You have to look intently. You have to take a second or third look. All right? This is my favorite one. Now, listen, I don't judge. If you don't want to shave your arms, I don't judge. Everyone can be whoever you want. You're like, those two girls, that's so sweet. But man, is that arm hairy. But when you look closer, that's her friend's leg. Right? You with me? Am I the only one that has a problem with these? Yeah, that's not her hairy arm. That, that's her friend's knee. All right? Listen, those pictures are just like uh, excuses that you can't see them on your own. you got to take a second look. And the last couple of weeks, and even today, we're going to talk about stuff, and you're going to say, hey, lighten up a little bit. You're, uh, you know, why are you being so, we're not picking on you. We're picking on all of us. Because we all make excuses that get in the way of us being who we want to be and who God intended us to be. And the excuse is, the excuse is a big deal. We're going to talk about that. But the problem is, sometimes we go so far with our excuses and and stuff we think about, that we start lying to ourselves. The lies you tell yourself are the worst. And we're at a place where we don't even see them. That it's tough to see them in the mirror. Someone else has to come along because there's other people in your life that know that you're not coming completely clean with who you are. We don't, we don't call the lies that we tell ourselves lies, right? Um. We, uh, oh, this is going to be interesting. Just a sec. Talk amongst yourselves. A good time to download the church app. All right. Obviously, this was set up for Billy and Graham, not for the funky but chunky pastor. All right, I'm okay. Uh, we don't call the lies that we tell ourselves lies, right? We call them reasons. All right? I got a reason why I do what I do. Uh, um. Um, 
We dignify our lives by calling them reasons. Like, uh, um, for example, um, we got these interns. They're really great this summer, real-life interns in, Bruce, uh, in Brewster and Chelan, and they've been really great, all right? So one of them shows up to staff me on a Tuesday, and they come walking in, and, and then the one rule, my major rule for them is just be on time. So they show up. Meeting starts at uh, 10.30. They show up at 10.35, 10.40. Trust me, I'm going to say, what the heck? Be on time. And then Mario's like, this didn't happen tomorrow. Mario's like, uh, hey, there was traffic. You know, I got caught. Those tourists, I got behind those tourists. And I was coming from Manson, and they weren't even going the speed limit. And I, I would have been on time. I would have been on time if it hadn't been for the, tr- the bad traffic. But then if you really knew Mario, and you've got to be honest, he'd say, Okay, I did get up, and I was messing around with my Instagram, and I did a couple snaps. I don't even know what that means. Uh, on my phone and everything. And really, when you find out, Mario wasn't on time because he was messing around on the Internet and just lost track of time. But we have reasons, and we start turning our lies into reasons. Like, for example, what's the reason? Like, you blink too much. The reason I drink too much is I just like to have a good time. Like, fill in the blank. Uh, The reason I blank, next slide, too much is, bam. Uh, What is that? The reason I lose my temper. Oh, my kids are, if you knew my kids, you'd know why I'm so mad and and call them names all the time. The reason I pout and have the silent treatment with my wife. Oh, if you knew how she treats me and she never, I mean, yeah. We start, we have these reasons, and we start believing them, and really, deep down, there's not truth at all. See, the problem is, instead of telling the truth, and just say, listen, I got a problem with alcohol. I got a problem with being on time. I got a problem with anger. I got a problem. Uh, I feel awkward in these situations. Instead of just being honest, because, man, it's so hard just to be honest and vulnerable that way. Instead of telling the truth, we make up excuses. And the problem is that uh, the excuses, the reasons that we use, that's why we have this thing up here. It's like a paper wall. It looks like a real wall. I could tell that you thought, hey, that's a brick wall in the back. Yes, it is. But it's not. It's not. And it's not paper either. It's plastic. So we're going to rename the series Plastic Walls, all right? Uh, But listen. When you start being honest or you start listening to other people, it starts poking holes into your paper wall. And this wall may be the thing that's holding you back. That's why we call the series that we're in Paper Walls. It's excuses, and we're not looking just to pick on you or even ourselves. But what if, just what if, what if there's things and excuses, and maybe it's people, stuff that was told to you when you were younger, stuff that has been done to you, stuff, experience that you've gone through that just made you pull back. And you put a wall of excuses that you call reasons, and those reasons now have turned into the lies you believe. And what if, just, just go with me here, this isn't a church thing or a Christian thing, just a thing. What if those excuses and those reasons, those lies you believe in your head, what if that's keeping you? What if that's keeping you trapped? What if there was a a way out of that? So the whole series has been about excuses. Because over time, our excuses, and this is what Pastor uh, Billy and Graham talked about. Pastor Billy Graham, I love doing that. (laughs) Uh, 
Over time, our excuses become becauses. We think uh, it's not just excuse, it's because. Why are you late? Because. Why don't you forget that person? Because. Why, why don't you stay? Because. Why did you quit? Because. And so we've come up with these becauses, and really they're excuses. They're not reasons whatsoever. Oftentimes, our because is not the cause. And you got to get past that, and you may need some help doing that. Is it possible, y'all, that you are missing out because you've walled yourself in? What could you be missing out on? That your excuses, and listen, I'm not beating you up. You maybe have lived with someone that caused you to, to pull in. You may have gone through bad experiences. You may have done something. You may have embarrassed or somebody embarrassed you along the way. But what if, what if there's a way to get you out? Now, just in the next few minutes, I'm going to move a, a little quickly because we're excited about uh, celebrating baptism. But this is what, all I want to concentrate on in the next few minutes is this. The lies that you tell yourself and believe, and probably only you know them, those lies will hold you back. The lies that, that, that turn around in your mind and, and you, you turn them into reasons or you turn them into causes or you turn, they're really excuses, they'll hold you back. They'll hold you back from relationships, from opportunities. Uh, 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 it's the reason we're talking about it in church because, listen, if the stuff you believe is keeping you walled in, and it's keeping you from understanding who Jesus is, not what church to belong to, not what rules to follow, but if the stuff you've been through and the lies you believe in your head are keeping you from the love and satisfaction of Jesus, from living a, a, a life that's full instead of empty, from having a hope even in the midst of despair. If those things you've been through or those things you've been leaving are keeping you walled in and away from Jesus, that's a problem. And that's why we're talking about it. Because we would hate for you to miss out on that. Live, uh, lies leave us in the dark. Um, have you ever had a friend or a relative, and you say to them, why can't you see what you're doing, what your words are doing to your kids? Why can't you see what your behavior is doing to your wife? I remember when Darlene and I first got married, we'd been married, um, I don't know how many years, 85 to 92, um, doing math in a Brewster sort of way. That's seven. We've been married seven years, and we moved to Manson. And I started youth pastoring at North Shore Bible Church. I started coaching girls basketball and started coaching uh, football in Manson. And I was just Mr. Important in my mind. And I had one or two people come along and say, hey, it seems like between youth group and coaching and stuff, seems like you're not giving your wife and kids the attention they deserve. And I thought, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a pastor. I'm ministering. Uh, 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 not having time for my family is a sacrifice you make for the cause of Christ. Not paying attention to your wife is a sacrifice you make for investing in kids as a coach. Those are lies that I believed. And one or two people tried to say, hey, hey, hey. But I never, I never believed it or was willing to believe it. Guess how that turned out? Marriage counseling for 18 months. Just to get us back on track. So the lies you believe, leave us in the dark. You can't see them. And sometimes someone has to come around and help you. All right? Now, 
Here's the good news. If you forget everything about this morning, remember this. Lies leave us in the dark, but Jesus says, when you tell the truth, when you believe the truth, it sets you free. You don't have to stumble around in darkness. You don't have to wonder where to go next. That lies will hold you back, but the truth, next slide, will set you free. All right, now, it's so amazing. 2,000 years ago, Jesus shows up and says, uh, uh, hey, I got something for you. And he makes this extraordinary claim before giving some hope. And he says, hey, I am the light of the world. Like, Jesus, this, this, nobody knew who he was. He wasn't Mr. Popular. He wasn't nobody. He just shows up into a group of people who liked him and a bunch of people who hated him. He shows up and he says, I am the light of the world. Not just the light of this neighborhood or the light of this city. I'm the light of the entire world. And like, who is this guy? And he keeps going because he's saying, listen, I know that those of you living in darkness, it's embarrassing. It, you stumble around. You cu- you're causing pain. You're in pain. And light can expose stuff and, makes you, and exposes your bad deeds or exposes what you're embarrassed about. Light can do that. But also, light, truth that gets shined in your, li- in your life, it can be super liberating. Ask anybody who's ever been through AA or NA. When you finally understand the truth, bam, it's liberating. Jesus keeps going. He says, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me, something good is going to happen. And that's what real life is all about. We want to help people who are far from God find real life in Christ. And the way you do that is to follow Jesus. Jesus doesn't need more admirers, all right? Uh, If you believe that Jesus existed or believe that Jesus was a good guy or that he was a good example, that will get you nothing. That won't change your life. It won't change your family's life. It won't change the world around you. But when you choose to follow Jesus, when you put your thoughts and belief into action, then you've got something. Just feeling good thoughts about Jesus isn't going to get you truth, isn't going to get you your, your life lit so you know where you're going. Just as I'm, I'm the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. Now listen, if you're not a church person... That's intriguing words that I would lean into and say, what is that? I don't want to live in darkness either. And whatever this light of life is, sign me up for that. That might, that could be life-changing. Jesus is saying, listen, when you choose to follow me, I want to light up your life. I want to light up your heart. I want to light up the dark places inside, the lies that you're believing so that you can be free to live the way you want to live. Later in the same conversation, he says this. If you hold to my teaching, embrace it and follow it, then you're really my disciples. Then, get this now, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And a lot of you have heard that before and you've never even been to church. If you follow Jesus, when you know the truth about you and other people, that truth will set you free. And you don't have to look around, look people next to you. Just look at you. What stuff inside you, the things you think about, the things you even do, that keep you trapped so you don't feel free? I love this because the audience that Jesus is talking to, there's just a handful of people that are like, yay, go Jesus, we love Jesus. But a bunch of them were just looking to mess with him. And as soon as Jesus said, 
If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The audience that was listening immediately began to respond with excuses. They're like, wait a minute. You're calling us slaves? We're, we're, we're Abraham's children. We're free. And it makes no sense because if you know the situation, all these people sitting in front of Jesus, the Jews, the Israelites, they're currently captive to Rome. The, the, the Roman governor is in charge of them. They have been the slaves of the Egyptians. They have been the slaves of the Assyrians. They have been the, oh, I got a bunch of them, hold on, uh, of the Persians, of the Babylonians. They've been slaves almost their entire life. They're saying, who do you think we are? We're not slaves, we're free. And Jesus is saying, under his breath, Jesus is thinking, you have believed these lies. You have no idea who you are in the status and state of your life. Maybe there's more. Jesus says, very truly, I'm not going to go into the history of it. In fact, your past history is this. You've been slaves your entire history as a nation. But let's just talk about your present history. And he says, listen, very truly, I say to you, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A few weeks ago, we spent a whole series on this. You ever do stuff you don't want to do? You ever not do stuff you think you should do? You're trapped. And anyone who sins is a slave to that sin. So in some way, all of us struggle with being free. So as we wrap up, let me give you how to find freedom from your excuses really quickly. Here we go. Jesus says, if the sun sets you free, if you choose to follow the light of the world and allow him to light up the lies in your life and light up your excuses, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. We say around here all the time, we've been using this for 10 years, that following Jesus makes your life better and makes you better at life. We really believe that. It's not just some mystical thing that you can just hum your way through and feel good about yourself and then leave and then nothing changes. We think that Jesus makes your life better and makes you better at life. Next slide. That we, we've been saying that for a long time. All right? But let me give you an exact example of that when it comes to your excuses. Because when we live, when we don't take responsibility for what we think, for what we do, for what we feel, for what's going on, when we turn that in and it keeps us walled in, it keeps us from living the life we really want to live, our excuses keep us from engaging with other people. We can't be who we want to be. We can't be really who we want to be. We can't be vulnerable enough in order to really engage and interact with other people. Because we have to keep up this front because we don't want anyone to know all the stuff that we struggle with. And our excuses um, excuse us from engaging with other people and from loving other people. And some of you know that. Some of you have been hurt by people in the past. They never apologized. They never took responsibility for it. And you have felt hurt by them. They have maybe some excuses why they did it. And that just put a wall between you and them. See, if you can't see the wrong, and all of us have it somewhere, if you can't see the wrong in your life, you're going to be wrong forever. And you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to treat other people poorly. You don't want to miss out on relationships. No one does. But maybe, maybe you're missing out because you've walled yourself in. Inside a wall, that's not even a wall. You're missing out because you've walled yourself in. Now, real quick, we always do these next steps. Let me give you three of them. 
This is where I usually do a little spiel about the blue card, and you should fill it out. And if you have a uh, prayer request, if you have a comment, if you want to sign up for something, we would love for you to use the blue card online, if you're an online audience, or uh, Brewster or Shalane. All right? Let me give you three next steps that you can consider. What if today you just admit what you suspect? Just two ways. That you just say to God, yeah, God, this has been an excuse for me and I'm covering it up. Or you say to somebody you trust, not on Facebook, don't put on an Instagram post of some kind, just someone you trust, you say, hey, listen, I think I've been hiding behind these excuses and I want to take responsibility for them because I don't want to live this way anymore. That process, step two would be, ask Jesus to expose whatever needs to change. That you're like, God, I don't want to live unfree. I don't want to live as a slave. What is it getting in my way? Reveal something to me so that I don't have to continue to live this way. God's really good at coming in and helping you with that. But the last one's probably the most important. What if this morning this was your day and you said, I'm going to allow Jesus to set me free. Free from the penalty and pain of sin. Free from your past and your disappointment and your pain. Free from your worries and and anxiety about the future. So when you make a decision, like these 16 people have, have made, that you decide, hey, I know I'm not perfect. I know I need a Savior, can't save myself. I know that I want to be connected to God, and the way I do that is through Jesus. When you say yes to Jesus, that's the beginning, that's the first step of you finally feeling free, no matter what your past has been, no matter where you're headed. All the stuff that churns around in you that causes anxiety and concern and everything, Jesus will set you free from that. I'm praying that this is your day that that happens. Let's pray. God, thanks. Thanks for your commitment to us when we struggle. Thanks for your commitment to us when we don't realize what's going on in our own heart. Then we believe the lies in our mind, and that keeps us from from where we want to go and where you want us to go. And God, I ask that you would help us all because we all struggle. We all struggle with this. That you would give us a sense of freedom when we realize where we've been, where we're at, and where we're headed. And God, I ask more than anything that all of us would at least stop and consider who Jesus is, not just appreciate and admire Jesus, but actually choose to follow and do something with our lives that move his direction. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're going to, the band's going to play. We're going to ask you to stay seated. Sing along with the songs if you know them. Uh, Worship along if if, if that's you. Um, And as we do that, uh, as your loved one comes up and is baptized, you're welcome to come up here in this area uh, and block the view of the joiners. Uh, You'll be right. All the family can come down here and be there. You, You can be there and greet your loved one as they come down the stairs and out the door. Feel free to celebrate and clap. Uh, it's not irreverent. In fact, it, it would be irreverent not to do that because we're celebrating not just a decision that everyone's made. We're celebrating that God, that Jesus is active and living, and they want to let us know about that as well, and that's worth celebrating. So we're going to ask you to stay seated. Uh, the band will play, and uh, we'll baptize and sing and worship all at the same time.